Well, here we go again. Taken from our normal, everyday lives and put into a situation so far beyond everyday experience that the human mind can barely comprehend it. And that's just the burn. We get to go in there and try to find aliens. It seems like we're getting even less guidance than our usual missions. Well, maybe you can't really talk about usual anything when you can go for over a year without hearing from the organization that gives us these missions. But still, we usually have some kind of lead that we can start investigating. And now we have new team members too. I'm not sure what to make of that. From what I know, Delta Green originated in, in the military. And these two are even farther from the military mindset than I am. But apparently they've already encountered something unnatural and managed to deal with it. So that's something. Still, I have to wonder just what they're going to bring to the team. If nothing else, it seems like they might be better prepared to deal with what passes for normal at the burn than the rest of us. With a little help from Katie, I'm hoping that I've at least got the right look. But even in my wild college days, I never did anything remotely like what we're about to step into. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they had made the trek from Reno through traffic and finally made it into that big thing out in the desert. They saw the giant city in front of them. They were able to pull up into the kind area that, was, that would be taking care of them and sheltering them during their time in this city. It's a British pub that is hastily crafted in a two weeks time known as the Queen's Geese. We last left our lovely friends Arcel as they headed out so Rowan and River could go get into a new outfit uh, while Ross and Reagan oversaw what they were doing. And Rooster was escaping a kindly yet aggressive older woman. Well, not older. She is old. And she's named Ophelia. Rooster, you head out the door and you see Rowan and Ross and Reagan coming out of the RV and River shortly follows thereafter. There are floodlights here illuminating the area as well as multicolor LED lights illuminating the area all around. There is the sound of music. It almost sounds like a rock concert or Vegas in the background, everything, it's there, it's bustling. This city has awoken as the sun has gone down. Rowan and River, what are your outfits look like? Well, River is going with kind of the steampunk mad scientist look. Starts with, you know, khaki pants and his, his regular hiking boots. And then he's wearing a t-shirt that says, Fools, I will destroy you all. Ask me how. Then over that, he's got a... It started off as a lab coat, but the uh, sleeves have been removed and it's kind of modified a little bit to, to wear more like a, a Western duster, but it's still white. And he, there, there's like little loops with, with test tubes and vials and stuff stuffed in them. And, and since it's night, also some glow sticks. What's in the vials? Chemicals. Okay. All right. Fair enough. On his head, he is wearing a contraption, which Rowan and Rooster are familiar with. It's kind of built around an old rugby-type helmet with, with you know, electronic equipment and, and, and wires and LEDs and stuff. And to that has been added a bunch of clockwork components that just kind of go around and, and, and click back and forth, doing nothing in particular other than moving. And then on the front, there is a pocket watch, which has been opened up to expose the, the inner workings, except that the hour hand and the minute hand are going really fast in opposite directions. That's fan-fucking-tastic. 
Rowan's only comment when she saw the helmet was, please don't turn that on unless you have to. The real version, that is. Yeah, it's got a separate switch. Yeah. And Rowan and River will definitely, like, share a little, like, look and nod at that and be like, okay, fantastic outfit. Uh, Rowan's is much more understated. She's she's going to be working her way up to actually fitting in more with the burn as she gets um, a little more comfortable. But she is wearing a rainbow-colored tank top with tan capris and her hiking boots. There is a glow stick attached to every belt loop around her, her waist in all sorts of different colors. And she specifically got Reagan's help to help her get some of that, that multicolored yarn woven into her slightly longer sandy blonde hair. I want with like fan little, with, 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 all, <laughs> with all of these like tiny little braids all over the place. Yeah, I so want fan art of fan all of the, of all of our <laughs> Ross is wearing the same thing, except now they have LED lights kind of all over their outfit. Um, same mesh crop top as before. And then the kind of glasses shaped LED lights uh, instead of uh, their yellow sunglasses. And they go up to Rooster and just hand him a pile of glow sticks here. Rooster's still wearing cargo pants, combat boots, a tank top, and now a camelback backpack and an incredibly confused look at all the rest of them. Thanks. Do you want some help? We can put them on your backpack. It's for safety at this point, frankly. Remember, safety third. Mm-hmm. This goes against everything I've ever been taught fine someone walks by safety third safety third hydrate you hear the sound of a, of a canteen opening and then uh, someone taking a swig right well I suspect that speaking of hydration that there's a dark and stormy in my immediate future uh, I'm gonna go partake and then go exploring if anyone would like to come with me when I go exploring you're more than welcome to oh be careful, there's also a predatory old woman in there. What? I'm gonna need some more context. Um, really old woman, really dirty, talks dirtier than I ever would when hitting on someone. Wow, that is an incredibly high bar to vault over. Yeah, sure. So not your type then? About 60 or 70 years over. Okay, well, I'll be careful. And Rowan is going to head back toward the pub. You go in through the back door, which seems to be the camp entrance door. And there's a large amount of people here. And exiting out the front door, you see a baby blue caftan kind of flow out of the front door, leaving. You see the, the doctor at the edge of the bar. He has a, a, a couple drinks out in front and... Uh, He's just looking back and forth, and he looks a little bit stunned. Evening, Doctor. Oh, sorry, um... Are you alright? I, um, um... Yeah, yeah, that was... I don't know if I'm offended, or complimented, or both. What happened? That little old lady propositioned me. Seems to be going around. I almost didn't say no. Oh. The worst part is I'm gay. <laughs> and Rowan just bursts out laughing at that. I'm sorry. I mean, she said it would be a once in a lifetime thing. And then she said it would just be her lifetime because she'd be dead at the end of it. And I don't know if that's me being good at what I would be doing or the fact that she's... I don't know. How old is she? She showed me her ID. She's 103. Huh. I take it back, add a couple decades to what I said earlier. Her daughter's name is Gertrude and her name is Ophelia. What? Nah, couldn't be. Yes, you know, like 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 the Hamlet, the Hamlet thing. Rowan turns and runs. <laughs> Which way did she run? Out the front door. At the front door, I'm following the, I was following the blue caftan. <laughs> the doctor looks over at Ross and Reagan. Is is she a Shakespeare fan or something? No idea. I really wish we knew. What do you guys want to drink? Uh, well, what? Uh, do you know? Do you have any red wine? Sure. What kind of red wine? Do you have a particular country you like? 
Oh, I'm a big fan of Argentina. Argentina, let me check. Make that too. Uh, I think Buenos Aires is Argentina, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, this one is from Argentina. He pulls it up. Looks like it was capped, and it's got a tag on it from yesterday, so it should still be okay. Fine by me. He uncorks it and waits for you to put out your mugs or your glasses. We supply our mugs. Well, I've still got a bit of ale left, and besides, I think, uh, no offense to you, but uh, maybe go out and uh, see a bit of the rest of the city. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't have to stay here in... You guys don't have to just stay here. I mean, if you're not working, go, go explore. Go, go, go. And he kind of pushes you. Take your drinks and go. As we get outside, Rooster looks down and goes, I didn't, don't, I didn't get a drink. Go get a drink. I don't drink on mission. Oh, this is going to be a long couple weeks for you, bud. Yeah, I'm starting to see that as he looks at all the glow sticks and LEDs. All right, I'm going to try to spot Rowan. Rowan, you headed out the door in a dash, and you look left and you look right, and you see that there is a an art car that looks like Fred Flintstone's car drive past, but drive slowly, and then you see a large mechanical alligator drive by, and you're looking, you know, backing forth for her. Go ahead and give me a search roll. Am I good at that? Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. Uh, 29. Regular success. Sorry, I haven't played a lot of Call of Cthulhu lately. <laughs> That's okay. That's good. You look over and you see to your left, she's gotten quite far and heads into another camp across the way. You know, catty corner across the street and down, down just a little bit. And she's got another woman in tow. I'm going to dart and follow them. Try not to get run over in the street. People on bicycles like ride by and you don't get hit, but there is a lot of traffic and there's a lot of people out. You see that she walks underneath the tent and you catch the smell of food, a familiar food. You catch the smell of seafood. You look over and you see that there is a sign that says desert shrimp truck. I stop fast enough that, that my heels actually like leave little grooves in the ground before like shaking myself and be like, Rowan, you hear the old lady, oh my god, this this burrito's bigger than any man I've ever taken. Well, maybe not that one. Mother? Well, we had help. I don't want to hear it. And you see a tiny woman dressed in a powder blue caftan. And she has LED lights hanging off her arms. And she has a walking cane. And the cane itself has a bunch of LEDs on it that are going up and down it, almost like Knight Rider. I'll give it a second to make sure that I don't catch her in the middle of a bite or anything, and then come over and be like, hi! Oh, hello. She looks up at you. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, it's a bit of a long shot, but uh, I actually had a question for you. Different kind okay. of question than you might be thinking, actually. I am, I can reassure you, I am of age to be here. Are you sure, ma'am? I might have to see your ID. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, what's your question? My name is uh, Redacted, and a couple years ago, I had a nice phone conversation with a woman named Ophelia, and uh, sent a Christmas card in July. Oh, that was a lovely Christmas in July present. That was you! Yes! Here, Gertrude, hold this burrito. It's the size of a donkey wing. <laughs> and you see that Gertrude is about 70 or 80 herself. And she doesn't need any neon lights because her face is beat red. Let me shake your hand. She wipes her hand and she reaches into a satchel that she has in her hand and on her side and she reaches out to shake your hand. I take her hand, doing that gauging thing to be like, how firmly do I actually grip? She palmed a small plastic baggie into your hand. Excellent. It is so good to see you, Agent. Your voice sounded familiar, but I can't always trust these ears. That's fair, and it has been a couple years. Uh, it's a pleasure to actually meet you in person. Yes. 
Yes, look at you. You are much taller than I expected. And much prettier. Oh, thank you. My friend did the braids. I'm not good at braids. Oh, that's okay. My fingers can't do the braiding anymore either, and she picks up her hands, and you see that her hands are bent and twisted in ways that only rheumatoid arthritis can change someone's uh, body physiology. Mm -hmm. But I try. But you know what helps? Cannabis. I've heard that. Because I don't give a shit anymore after I smoke enough. Oh, at this point, I mean, who's going to care? And I'll take the little baggie and palm it into my back pocket. Now remember, when you go on a trip, you don't want to go too far, so maybe only take half. Unless you know what you're doing, and you can imagine the space without it. What, what kind of space? She points up. Space. Stars. Nebulas. Hmm. Well, it's uh, not something that I'm super familiar with, but thank you. You're quite welcome. You have always been so kind to me. I wish that you had sent more, but I understand. A little, uh, little tricky to get a hold of without um, getting caught on my end. Oh, that's okay. I have enough for us here. You seem like the sort to come prepared. Do you come here every year? No, this is my first year. This has been on my bucket list. This is my first time, too. Ooh, we can hold hands. It won't hurt as much. What won't hurt as much? You know, your first time, honey. Mm, there it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll laugh a little and be like, can I give you a hug? Yes. I'll bend down and give her a hug. She embraces you, and it's a warm, weird grandmother hug. Weird, hippie, stoner grandmother hug in the middle of this giant counterculture festival, and she is well over the century mark. So, what is it that you plan on doing this evening? Or whom? <laughs> Don't limit to just one. Fair point. Uh, we just got here about an hour ago, settling in, figuring out. Figuring out. There's a lot here. Yeah, there is. I've tried to stop in each of the bars, and I've had a shot in each of the bars that we've gone to. How many have we gone to, Gertrude? Thirteen, mother. I lost count around ten, so I'm sorry. I only have ten fingers, and actually it looks like there's about twelve of them now on each hand. You have- did you always wear red glasses? Uh, yes. I've always worn- well, I've been wearing these glasses for the last few years, at least. Okay, I was just making sure that I wasn't imagining them. No. And the light situation is iffy enough around here that I'll probably be leaving them on. You know, if you look up during the night when they... If you go out into the deep playa, you could find Cassiopeia over there. The lady in the rocking chair. And if you look even closer, you could see the dragonfly cluster. It's pretty. But if you take what I gave you, you don't even have to wait. Just close your eyes, and I'm pretty sure you'll see it. I do intend to go and have a look. I don't think I've ever been in a place where there isn't a lot of light pollution. Out in the deep playa, you can, you can go get lost and turn off all the lights, but make sure you don't get run over and don't be a dark wad. Rooster, River, Ross, and Reagan. So what is everybody else doing? Shaking his damn head. Once we get our wine, I think Reagan and Ross are probably pretty good at canvassing. It's typically for other purposes, but I think going on a walk to get a lay of the land is not a terrible idea. Unless you had something else you wanted to... That's No, that sounds great. Great. Rooster, are you coming with? Rooster is hating how quickly we all got split up without any sort of communication. And he's sticking... Ah, shit. He wants to stick with River, but at least he know River can handle himself as long as there's no stairs. So he'll probably stick with Ross and Reagan to at least get a sense of who these kids are. Ross, Reagan, and Rooster, you head out into the city, and it is set up in a clock pattern. And trying to get the lay of the land, you do see that there are different districts. There are some areas that are louder than others. It looks like most of the camps have some sort of theme. You even pass by a camp that's showing movies. 
you see a jazz camp. You start to cross over across the six o'clock line into an area that's getting louder. And there are music camps and, you know, there's lighting effects. There's pieces of art in these camps that are, some are made of metal, some are made of wood, and others gout fire through various fashions. You see that there is a sign that says, welcome to hell. No, just kidding. It really is hell. And it lights on fire. And uh, there's people serving cinnamon-flavored uh, alcohol, you know, in the back while dancing to various forms of industrial metal music in the background. The area, like I said, it is set up into districts of sort. And you kind of get a, a view of where things are happening. People up and leave some camps as a group and then bounce over to another one. Or they once they leave a camp, they um, disseminate and head off into, into others. You walk around for, for quite a bit. There's a lot, of, a lot of skin on display, a lot of this strange fashion for the area all around. You do come across a large camp that has white walls with waves painted on them and there are people in very expensive clothing outside and you see that there are two large gentlemen dressed in black that do have lights on them but these guys are indescribably security hmm so who are the rich people didn't they say that sometimes rich people come out just to get the, air quotes, experience? Yeah. You're probably looking at somebody who's, uh, I don't know, models, reality TV stars, something like that. Or cultists. Fish fuckers. Is that because of the waves? It's not not because of it. Um, let's just say we've run into some very marine themed um problems that you wouldn't have expected right <laughs> do they usually like display themselves this obviously i mean they put a mermaid on the cups well that's a little i mean that's just branding <laughs> yeah you got to get your branding exactly why do you think why do you think we don't go to Starbucks for coffee anymore? Oh, I don't know. You guys could just not be into capitalism. Sure, I'm all about the free commie give everything away stuff. That's yep. See exactly. Oh my god, I can't believe I just took a cake to the face as a shaved-haired lass wearing some type of sparkly stickers over her breasts comes out and her face is covered in cake. The bald gal is accompanied by a auburn-haired man wearing, uh, you know, flowing harem pants and has a bandolier of LED lights. And he's like, girl, that was sick. I can't believe that you took the DJ's cake right to the face. It was just like aimed right for you. No cap. That was the most. That was the most. I can't even. Oh, Trevor, you're so silly. Where's the party? Oh, it's inside. It's oh, that, oh they've got some like big name DJs in there. And uh, the guy, you know, the guy that throws the cakes at people. Uh, I don't now I do. Yeah, you should go in. It's, it's no cap. It's one of the best place ever. Ever. It's hot. Yeah, it is. And he and he and his gal disappear off into the uh, into the rest of the crowd that's around. The music's still playing in the background there. And you're just trying to get a, you know, a feel of what's going on and you do see you think might what might be some celebrities inside beyond this little gate. It does look like you might be free to enter. Shall we? Looking at the other two? We should check it out. I mean, we're here to experience everything. You gotta. It's like reconnaissance. Sure, let's go with that. Beyond these walls, inside this camp, the music is just deafening, and you'd have to scream over the music to talk with each other. You see all kinds of very pretty people, not an ugly person in the bunch. 
sometimes too pretty. You see some Hollywood starlets and stars there, some musicians from some type of band. You see influencers from social media and a few what you think might be regular folks dancing to a top name DJ that's there. There are people walking around with silver trays that have plastic glasses on them filled with some kind of liquid. I grab one. I'll grab one and take a sniff. Smells like champagne. I down it. Okay. It does, and it fizzles a little bit weirder as you as you take the drink. And uh, there's a little bit of a, of a saltier, a little bit of an aftertaste that you're not familiar, but the champagne itself is pretty top-notch. It's not bad. What is it? Champagne. I don't know how to weird aftertaste, but it's pretty good champagne. Go ahead, give me a con roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 43 out of 70. Okay, you're good. It'll take a bit before it starts to kick in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are not drinking this then, and I'll lean over and put it back down on another tray going by the other direction. All right, we need to get you back. Why? Mysterious drinks with weird aftertastes at weird parties. Did you not go to college? (laughs) No, I was in Iraq. All right, well, thanks for your service. I think it's stick around and see what's up. And from now on, Rooster's a couple paces behind just watching them, waiting for the shoe to drop, or the acid, as the case may be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not acid. It's, it's a designer trick that's based off of MDMA. So the music is... is it's good and people are milling about and a couple of people have come up to you and tried to uh, and make, make some small talk. You can't understand what they're saying because it's so loud. They try to yell over the over the music, but you're not entirely sure what people have said, but there's a lot of nodding and what you think are, you know, yes and shaking the head of no and yes and a lot of smiles. So that whole conversation with Rooster was like shouted at each other. Yes. Over like loud music. Very much so. River, you see Rowan in a camp that's marked Desert Shrimp, and she's talking with a little old lady that she just embraced in a hug. I will walk up and, uh, somebody you know? Ooh, hello. Uh, he's married. Is she here? Some people care about that even when she isn't. Well, I was going to invite her along, too. <laughs> uh, River, this is Ophelia. Not... Yes. Not that Ophelia? That Ophelia. Oh. Well, it's, it's wonderful to meet you. I'm famous. And she clutches her pearls. <laughs> she legitimately has on pearls. Yes, um, we talked about, um, you know, things that happened in the desert. Yes. There was a time when I was a nurse and I took care of um, some people that did some pretty uh, degenerate things. Things that, you know, it seems like all these people around here are doing the same thing. The more things change. The more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been bow-legged for the last 40 years, so I can't keep an aspirin between my knees. Let's change the subject, shall we? <laughs> um... I was going to go look for some food that's maybe not desert shrimp. But look at this burrito. It's the size of a baby's arm. Like, Rowan doesn't say anything, but Rowan is definitely like, wow, that was the much cleaner version. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really feeling shrimp today. Uh, I'll go wander with you if you want. You know, this 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 playa is probably full of brine shrimp eggs. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, actually. Well... Ophelia, it was so good to meet you in person. Gertrude, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Just like pat her on the shoulder. <laughs> Thank you. You don't understand the life that I've had to live. I'm impressed that you're still able to be embarrassed after all these years. Every suitor that I've brought home either ran away or, or she took them. I'm so sorry. Well, I guess I'm a spinstress. I mean... By the old-fashioned definition, I'm in my mid-30s, so technically I'm a spinstress. 
You'll be barren soon. Mm. One can only hope. Come on, mother, let's leave these to be. She's like, oh, okay. Hopefully I could see both of you again soon. Are you gonna both be at the bar normally? Uh, we're camped with the with the pub, so we'll be there quite often, I think. Excellent. I like to get my morning hooch. What do you drink? What do you got? You saw the wall. Yes. Okay. If I don't go blind for the first five minutes, it's not strong enough. Mm. There was a time when I ran rum in Great Bend, New York. And that was the first time that I got excommunicated from the Church of Latter-day Saints. We'll tell you about that later. I would love to hear your stories at some point in the near future, but I am hungry, and uh, I think this one is about to chew through something if he doesn't get something to eat, so... I'd give him something to eat. We'll see you around. She winks. You can too. God damn it, Gertrude, why do they keep running away? An old woman. Uh, and I'll hook an arm through rivers and walk away, chuckling to myself. Wow, she's even more in person than, than over the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just more. You know, when when people describe, like, D&D characters that have, like, a 20 charisma, I hadn't really had this anything to compare it to. But now having met that woman and her sheer force of personality, I think I finally have something to use as a marker. Charisma does not have to mean people like you. It just means there is a very strong force of personality there. I don't dislike her. She's just... A lot. She's a lot. That's fine. That's totally fair. Sorry, I wasn't accusing you of of disliking her. Just... Tell me, did you ever send her that Christmas present? Are you asking as my friend or a fellow law enforcement officer? Because the answers are very different. Say no more. (laughs) And Rowan's hand does kind of absently go back to the little baggie that she has in her back pocket. Not saying anything about it, but thinking about it. Because drugs were never her thing. But she's curious. Well, oh... I, I don't, I guess the others must have taken off, uh, but uh, I'd really like to get some food and let's let's see what we have here. Yeah, let's get the lay of the land. I'm going to dip into the pub real quick and grab my drink since I abandoned it earlier, but I'll be out in just a sec. Grab your plate too if you don't have it. Oh, good point. So I'll dip back into the Queen's Geese and grab, if my drink is still where I le- where I would have left it, retrieved that and my plate. Um, your drink was actually put underneath the bar with a cover over the top. Ah, good people. Is it random behind the bar or someone else? Random and the doctor are behind the bar right now. Okay. So I'll come in and tip them both a little salute and be like, uh, I left a drink in here. They point. You are wonderful. Thank you. You you want us to remake it? Nah. All right. Thank you. And I'll take it, tuck my plate under my arm and walk out sipping it. It's tasty, and it is Bundaberg. Yes. When you work your way around, you do come across a a few different places, you know, for food-wise. There's all kinds of camps. Um, as you're walking by, there's a group of folks that have a sign that says, slow down in front of their camp, and they're all sitting in lawn chairs. I'll look at that, look at them, kind of back and forth, and like, just keep walking. Slow the fuck down! down there it is rowan being in a very silly frame of mind at the moment begins to very exaggeratedly reenact the scene from monty python with the ministry of silly walks a couple of them stand up and clap you're going too fast still slow the fuck down and then they move on to then berate and heckle others that are walking by There is a electric light village that's nearby that has, you know, LED strings and bright, fancy lights and, you know, music in the background. And it's, it is pretty amazing. But the the thing that catches you besides the assault on your visual senses with the music playing in the background, you catch the smell of steak. River, you smell that? Yeah. 
And Rowan actually has her eyes covered as, as she like carefully lets the, the lights adjust her glasses because otherwise she will be blind. But once her glasses are properly adjusted, she'll be like, let's go see if we can't find that steak because that smells really good. You work your way through this structure with all the lights and then behind it in a neon sign, it says mistakes were made. M-I-S-T-E-A-K-S were made. And the smell of grilled meat from beyond is very strong. And you see that there is a, a, a fellow in a white cap standing beside behind a flat top grill. And he's wearing an apron. You're not sure he's wearing much more. As long as all the important bits are covered from the uh, backsplash. Yep. I will walk up with my plate and say, Please, sir, can I have some more? Have you? Certainly. What would you like? Would you like? Uh, I got Delmonico's over here. I got a flat iron. I've got two sirloins left. Um, I've got two small bacon wrap fillets that are on here. Um, the T-bones, the I'm sorry, the the tomahawks aren't going to be ready until tomorrow. Oh, I'll point to a sirloin. All right, here you go. Puts it on. Most folks don't carry steak knives, so we got a couple of them over there if you want to use that. Or you can just be a barbarian, you know, one of those one of those crazy people and just use your hands and eat it. I jab a fork into it, bring it to my, my mouth and bite off a chunk. Arr, yummy. It's soft and it's well made, very well made, very well seasoned. Oh, this is good. Thank you. My compliments to the chef for making you good food. <laughs> Why, thank you, I say to myself. <laughs> Yes, no mistakes were made here. Oh, no, there were lots of mistakes made with this one. Um, these are offcuts, and if you notice, they're strangely shaped. That's because the butcher happens to be blind, but we won't hold that against him. Huh. What would you like? As, as long as they're not in the shape of, you know, some kind of arcane alphabet, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you know. You don't want to know. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I heard the word bacon. Oh, yeah, we got bacon. Do the adorable little pouty face while while holding my plate out. Here you go. There's some there's some fillet with wrapped bacon. I hope you like it. It smells divine, and I will accept a steak knife and cut into it. Oh, this is incredible! It's melting in my mouth. He smiles at you. Tomorrow we're gonna have we got a couple tomahawks, but those should be shared. We don't really want to provide them just to one person. So if you got a couple friends. Uh, come on over for that. Um, and then we've got a whole lot of tri-tip on, on Wednesday. Those will be carved up. So come on by, grab a, you know, grab a cupful. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget, um, two twos on Tuesday and Thursday. Two twos on Tuesday and Thursday. Yes, where are your two two? Oh, I'll see if I can find one somewhere. Oh, and Friday, bull tallywhack. I'm sorry, what? That's all we're going to be doing on, on Friday. So if you want to get some, some bull tallywhack, come on Friday. If that's what I think it is. It absolutely is. Brilliant. Pass. Don't knock it till you try it. Hey! <laughs> I'll try anything once. Twice if I'm not sure. You enjoy your food and kind of get the lay of the land. It's nice being out here. Besides the sensory overload. It's still a kind of good to be out. You don't feel as though that you're pressured at the moment. And uh, you wander about and you see that there are, like I said, there's there's art structures everywhere. There's musical art being made, noise art being made, light art. There's fire. There are people crafting things, people blowing glass. It is a hive of activity and creativity. And a lot of people are very much involved, but there's also a large amount of people just watching. Even though the participation concept is everywhere, sometimes you can't participate in everything other than just watching. I would definitely pause by the glass blowing just to watch the beauty of this artwork happening. Rooster, Ross, and Reagan, you guys stay there for about a half an hour and you see there there's a new wave of people it seems though that there's a cycle of folks that come in and out ross you see that there are more people walking outside and you notice that the the skin on your arms feels a little bit different i just kind of look at my arms 
a little bit. You've got goose pimples. It's getting kind of cold. Mm. No, not really. Why don't you, uh, Reagan pulls out a water bottle. Hydrate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll chug it. You chug it. The water tastes fantastic. You notice that as the water like flows over your tongue, you can catch each of the flavors and even a little bit of the plastic. You can kind of maybe taste each of the minerals from, from the bottled water that you have. The air that you're breathing is very, very intense. Each of the smells, the smell of the people, the smell of the sex that's around you, the smell of perfume, the smell of various things being smoked or wafting through the air are very strong. Not in an overwhelming type of way, but in the fact that you can now pinpoint each of them. It's also gotten to be a little bit brighter. Ross is just kind of quiet for a little bit. He's just look, like looking around. Looks like he's like listening and doing that for a minute. You said there's people going outside? Yes, there's quite a few people like heading outside. Should we head out? See what's going on outside? Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, um, how you doing over there? Oh, I'm fine. Okay... You guys head out of this camp. You find out the camp is called Pearl Wave, and it is a pretty expensive plug-and-play camp. You do see that there are domes set up that have some curtains drawn, or they can be completely clear to the outside to see the sun. You see that there are hexayurts that are set up that have air-conditioned units. You actually see servants here people working and waiting on other folks what you've seen in other parts of other camps is people working together not people working for other people so yeah this place has a definite different feel than some of your other camps that you've seen as you're leaving ross you see a very handsome looking fellow you yeah, yeah, you're pretty sure it's a, it's a guy. He's got no shirt, nice broad back, very muscular, but not in an overly kind of, you know, veiny kind of way, but somebody that takes care of themselves. And he's looking around and he's got a, a like a collar on with a little bit of a chain and the chain is hanging. And you see he leans forward onto both his hands and his feet and launches himself into a mirror and disappears. Oh, kind of like reach for whoever's on my right if it's probably reagan did, did you see that see see what there's a, there's a guy he like jumped i know how this sounds okay he jumped into a mirror and disappeared do we see a mirror yes you do see that there is a mirror i go up to the mirror and look at it you look at the mirror directly behind you in a mirror across the pathway there is another mirror so almost as though that you're looking into infinity. In the mirror behind you, you see that young man being torn to shreds by something. His arms are removed from the socket and you see the sinew and the blood and the muscle. And give me a sanity roll. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, five. Excellent. You do take one point of sanity from this. You turn around and you look in the mirror behind you and you don't see anything in that mirror, except in the reflection of the mirror that's behind you. The mirror behind you is blocked by Rooster and Regan, but you think you see something moving behind them in the reflection of the mirror behind you. I look around whoever's one of them to see if I can, if there's still something in that mirror, the other mirror. Whoa, whoa, okay, let's, um... What are you seeing? What's going on? For a brief moment, you see teeth, like gnashing teeth, sharp pointy teeth at different angles as they shouldn't be. And then it kind of bounds off into the frame of the mirror's reflection. I turn around. Do I see anything? Nope. Mirror is just empty with Rooster and Regan standing next to you as you're kind of like tennising between the two mirrors. That was weird. Um, 
that guy I told that went into the mirror something was attacking him in the other reflection hmm I, you know maybe fancy drinks aren't a great thing for us considering stuff that you know we experienced like a, a while ago you know it, it just Maybe it's bringing up some stuff, and we're like on our first that's, outing that's the thing. together. I can't, I'm genuinely not sure if it's the drugs, or if I saw something. Well, yeah, yes, sweetheart. That's because you're on them right now, Ross. There is a leather collar and chain lead right in front of the mirror. I go pick it up. You pick it up. It's a little sticky to touch on the inside of the leather. Does it, does it look like it's blood? No. Okay. It's, Do we see it's this? It's tacky, but you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it. He's okay. He's holding a leather collar with a uh, with a chain attached. See, he was wearing. Okay. He was wearing this. Yeah. So this is the point where we all need to talk and not have anyone else get high. So. We should be heading back to the pub now. Bring your bring your new toy. We'll hold your hand till we get there. Wait. Rooster, oh my god. It's it's this is like a thing that's gonna be happening here. Are you sure like he just popped something? We're not entirely sure what it was. Yeah. We also know that we're supposed to be looking for weird things here. That was a weird shit. But the source of the information is unreliable. Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. And the two of those things combined, especially... Just just call this a gut feeling that maybe we should get back and be able to talk about this to the... Uh, to the boss and uh, not risk any other hallucinations and or sightings of things tonight. Uh, okay, let's go. God damn it, how did I become a babysitter? I used to be the problem child. As you're walking back, one of the, the names of the camps make you makes you giggle. It's called Hookers and Blow. And you see there's a whole bunch of folks sitting around crocheting with fans on. I was expecting fish. Maybe I'll come visit them later. I'll bring some of my yarn. Maybe they can teach me how to do something. You make it... Are, are, where, are you guys heading back to the, the geese? I'm trying to. I'm like half following Rooster, half like stargazing. Yeah, uh, Reagan is pulling Ross along following Rooster just so we don't (laughs) ruffle any feathers. Ross, as you're looking up, you see what looks to be things moving quickly in the sky. Now that you know that you probably imbibed or taken something that has altered you a little bit, you're not entirely sure if they're there. But they are kind of zipping in the sky, and you see that some of them are making patterns. Occasionally you pass by a mirror, and it's hard for you not to look. As you pass at the very edge of the frame of the mirror, you think you see red eyes and teeth. But as you pass by, it disappears. I keep this to myself. You make it back to the geese. There's a bunch of folks out front. There is a uh, man dressed like a leprechaun with a fiddle standing on top of a small bench playing music and inviting people to dance. You want to shake it out? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's go. Wait, what are you, what does that even mean? Come on. Oh no. I grab Rooster. Get the adrenaline going. It'll work stuff through your system a little faster. Wow, you, you, you really didn't like ever blow off any steam before going all military, did ya? No, I blew off people's heads. I said before. Yeah, no, didn't have a chance for that. Not really. Okay, well, we're making up for lost time. Oh, goody. While you're dancing a bit of the jig and having a good time, 
with the the fiddler that's playing a adorable person with ears that appear to have been like surgically nipped so to make that they're pointy and has some tattoos of like freckles on their nose uh, and their nose looks to be a, a shade of red comes up and starts to dance with you Lean, leans forward at Reagan. I like your hair. Thanks. And she kind of fluffs her big curls. It's very, it's very pretty. Can I have your hair for some bones? Like all of it? No, just some hair, and I give you some bones. I'll, I'll, I'll give you like a lock of hair for some bones. All right, sounds good. Let me go get some bones. Great. Faye heads over to Ross. Hi. What's up? I'm Thorn. Hi, Thorn. I'm Ross. Can I have Can I have your bones? I think I'll pass. That's not an answer. No. Oh, damn. You dance cute. Thank you. You're welcome. My name is Thorn. Hi, Thorn. What's your name? I don't remember. I'm just kidding. It's Ross. Hi, Ross. Um, what are your pronouns, Ross? He, they... You're a they? I'm a fae. Cool. Can I have your bones? No. Nice try. Nice try. All right. Well, it's worth a shot. Shit. Okay. Sorry, I have no bones, so I can't take your hair. Unless you want to give me your bones, and I'll give you some of his hair. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, But, you know, maybe we'll figure out another, you know, trade later. Uh, He looks grumpy. I don't want to ask him, do I? Oh, yeah, no, I would not. I, I wouldn't. I whispered loudly to Reagan, but wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> we're we're riding a thin line, I think, right now, Ross, but I love where your energy is at. This little elfin creature comes up to Rooster and stops directly at you and stares. Why aren't you smiling? Why should I be? I have bones for you. Nope. Ross, Reagan, we're leaving. Put out your hand. Nope. Put out your hand. I don't consent. Ross, Reagan. (laughs) Glasses. Sherlock. I need an adult. Rooster, you haven't danced it out yet. I can still see all of the tension in your body. I don't dance. It doesn't work that way. (sighs) You see another person that dances just like Rooster. And this person looks to be standing out like a sore thumb. He is a very broad-shouldered guy. Um, He's wearing a tank top. He's got the Marine emblem tattooed on his right arm above the cuff. So it would not be seen during, during dress. And... He's doing a, like a, a two-step, looking very much out of place. Rowan and River, you hear the call for Glasses and Sherlock, I need an adult, as you're kind of walking back around the corner. Are you calling for us? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the goblin children are getting to be a bit much for him. Oh, we better go save him. Poor thing. Walk in and take in the situation. You see someone standing out that looks, has the same, you know, similar build to Rooster. Kind of, you know, watching everything, sticking out like a giant sore thumb. The pleats on his cargo pants are super crisp. I'll glance at River and say, mind going and saving Rooster? I think I need to have a chat with uh, this fellow. All right, I will go over and find Rooster. A fae-like creature with punky little short hair and uh, pinned surgically altered ears looks at you. Hi, what's your name? Um, my my name is Redacted. Oh, that's no fun. No, what's your playa name? Um, River, I guess. Oh shit, you're 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 one of you're one of the the fae folk too. Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to deal with you. Sorry, I've already made that contract. That's how I got here. Bye. Ta-ta for now. Oh, tell Ross that I really like his outfit. And tell your tell your grumpy buddy he's got... I have bones for him. 
Don't talk to him about bones. It's a sore subject. I know. That's why I want to give him bones. No, he already gave up his bones. Oh, shit. Fair voice deepens. I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay. Faye walks over to Rooster, reaches into a bag, and pulls out the largest pair of white-rimmed sunglasses you could imagine. They would almost look comical if they didn't look fashionable. Faye unfolds them and hangs them off the front of Rooster's shirt. Smiles, and you see little dimples and fair cheeks, and then Thorn bounces off. Ross, that, that strange little person likes your outfit. Yeah, I gathered that. Faye asked me about it a couple times. Okay, so, um, that, yeah, it, it's time for all of this to uh, go to bed, I think. That one's drugged. Are you drugged? I think the champagne I had was spiked with something. It was in the fancy tent. It was probably just something very fancy. Look, we've got some water. You guys have, nobody's ever been to a club here before. Is that, is that the, is that the read I'm getting? That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, it'll be, we've done this a bunch of times. We're totally fine. We work in politics. We've taken everything. Yeah, okay. There was also something about someone jumping into a mirror. So that's what, what kind of made the alarms go off. Rowan, you see the, that other guy, his head kind of snapped toward Rooster. I'm going to clock that and then make my way through through the crowd toward this very obviously out of place gentleman and like hook a thumb in my hip pocket and look up at him and be like, so are you Weber? Yeah. Yeah. How did, how, how'd you know? Stick my hand up. Special agent redacted. Oh, oh, hi. Hi. You stand out. You're pretty easy to spot. I do. I am. Oh, yes. Tried to, you know, I'm wearing the same thing he is. Wriggle out the stick that's up your arse, friend. I don't get it. I'll, like, look at the tattoo on his arm and then look up at him. You're a marine and you don't know about stick-up arses? I, but I'm, I don't, I don't have a stick up my ass. It's a, it's a... I'm loose. It's a turn. You no, are no, not. I, I know I'm loose. You are not. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Where's, uh, where's your partner? Uh, doing some doing some uh, recon and trying to get the get the lay of the land. We got here earlier today. Mm. It's my team over there. Oh. I saw you react very strongly to what one of them said. What do, what do you know? Huh. Boy, do I have a story to tell you. It starts with a guy named Spider J. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Baum Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, D.B., Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews 85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. 
The Redactor Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. (laughs) 